Hello, it's Nell of the Future. This is not technically the episode just yet. It's on its way. I just wanted to say, for some reason, you have not listened to any of the other podcasts in season two that have this little blurb explaining what's going on. Um, You may be wondering why it's just me, Nell, talking um, about just Nell stuff. Um, Go to season two, episode one of Millennial Triggered, and I explain it all that easy. Um, so thank you kindly. Go check that out. Um, also, I will say uh, welcome to Nell's Pleasure Podcast on this episode. It is not Nell's Pleasure Podcast. It's Millennial Triggered. Again, if you're confused, it's five minutes. Go to episode one of season two. Um, I also want to say this uh, episode does have a bit of a trigger warning about consent. Uh, when I re-listened to it, I realized that uh, it sounded like I was going to share a time where I was forced into uh, sexual relations. Uh, that's not the case, and I realized I probably should have given a warning. Um, so I have a personal story uh, later on in this podcast where I'm just ex- explaining uh, a situation where um, I was you know, finding different ways to say no to someone who, uh, wanted to go further than I wanted. And I just wanted to say that, um, I, nothing bad happens. Uh, I was certainly uncomfortable and I'm pissed off when I share it, but nothing bad happened in terms of being forced into actual sex. Um, feeling pressured into doing certain acts that is in there. So anyway, I do apologize for not being clear on that. And here is the episode. Welcome to the Pleasure Podcast. My name is Nell Walker. I'm also your pleasure coach here. So let's dive right into it. For today's episode, I want to talk about saying no because I keep seeing a lot of these things online about um, talking, you know, about what saying no sounds like. And um, it got me thinking because as someone who's doing um, a degree in psychology, I, I really also try to understand the other side so that I can learn better ways to communicate <laughs> what they need to know um, and how it can be absorbed better. So I wanted to give some examples of what uh, it sounds like when your partner doesn't want to have sex and what it can also look like. Um, so first of all, I want to talk about freezing up. Um, If you are currently in a relationship with a woman or a V-squatter, squatter, it sounds so funny, Um, and you are not a V-squad member yourself, and you're not understanding the thinking or how we've been conditioned, let me explain something to you. Um, We freeze up. And we don't know how to say the things we need to say because we have been conditioned to fear men um, and to not upset them. So we have been conditioned to politely and safely uh, 
get out of situations in every aspect of our life in ways that would not upset the beast. Like, don't poke the beast, right? We are just predominantly um, raised to focus on how do we get out of this situation unscathed, okay? And I don't care how long you've been with your female partner. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say female. Like, God, is this really complicated? <sighs> I'm going to say female because, like, oh, fuck. Um, I don't care how long you've been with your partner. I don't care that you've been with her for 10 years and that you, um, like, you guys know, the like, each other inside and out can talk about anything. Um, your female partner has been raised with this and she may not even know that she's been raised with this thought process and kind of like this evolutionary, you know, um, way of, um, you know, protecting herself. Um, but like we freeze up and it's very scary to ask for what we need and want in sex. Uh, one, because you have to understand, I don't need you to like, or I should say, you just need to accept it. If you don't understand it, like it's not your job to be like, well, I don't, I don't understand how you could possibly like, shut the fuck up. And like, we're telling you how it is. So just deal with it. Okay. So, um, society doesn't teach us much about pleasure. You ask anyone in the educational system, um, you know, in the States, in Canada, especially in Africa, um, a lot of like, um, the UK, these are just like my clients who've been telling me who are from those areas, but I'm open to hearing how other places have failed. Um, we don't ever talk about pleasure, um, in sex ed. So we know that like when a man reaches an orgasm, he ejaculates and then that there's a possible risk of pregnancy, but we never hear about our own, own pleasure. Like, I, fuck, I didn't know about it. Like I didn't learn about it. I knew what it was cause I was masturbating at a very young age and my, um, home life was very open about being sexually, like you can talk about sex, um, because you should know about it because it's going to happen at some point in your life and you should be well equipped with information. Um, so number one, we don't know anything about us. Number two, we don't wake up in the morning one day at a certain age of puberty and we've got like this penis that's erect and we got to figure out how to get rid of it. So everything for us is very internal. In fact, little infant girls have been known to um, experience orgasm by just rubbing up against like something in their crib obviously they don't know what they're doing but like you know we can reach orgasm like we don't have to wait for puberty for that to happen but everything's internal and so if you are being raised in a household that either is super shameful about pleasure or the experience of pleasure or just didn't talk about it at all and it wasn't looked down on or anything it just was really quiet in your household about that topic these things can cause us to um, freeze up, lose our voice, and not speak up for our needs. Um, I did. Like, fuck. It took me a really long time to be able to be like, hey, um, that hurts. Change position. Because I knew that with my first partner, oh, my God. the Like, he, his ego was so fragile when it came to his sexuality and what was happening. Like, I knew that, like, anything that I said that wasn't working for me, even in the nicest of ways, he like would shut down and lose his erection. And so 
I being, you know, the person who was like, I just was confused. I didn't know who to talk to about this. I didn't know what to do. Then I just learned really quickly that like it, my, my pain, I had to just deal with pain. Like his pleasure was most important. And so I would be in positions where it would literally hurt. It would hurt. And he didn't know that. Now, later on, if like, we're obviously not together now, but like when we talk about things, he would have been like, oh my, no, I would never want that for you. Cause he was a very loving partner, but so like ego is so tied up exclusively with men and sexuality. Um, and so we're going to have another episode that addresses how to bring up things to, um, to men, um, in bed, but like you gotta, it's about pre-planning. And so we're going to have a different episode. So I'm not really going to address much on that, but you can keep an eye out for that episode. Um, it'll be like about having hard conversations and how to prep for those. So, um, what I was saying was that like, we are so conditioned. So if you are listening to this and you just have no concept of what it's like, even if you're a, a V squad and you like really, truly don't understand why your partner, who's also another V squad member can't speak up. You got to understand that like, listen, if you, if you somehow got out unscathed and you um, have no problem talk, like speaking up for your needs, um, I can understand why it would be hard for you to like not know what's going on with your partner. So there are so many reasons why the V squad is not going to outwardly say no during sexy time. Um, for like a position or um, for actually having sex. And, um, but even when we do say no, um, you guys don't listen. You're not fucking following it. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to convince you or, or like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah, but in a minute you're going to want to. Let me explain something here to you. The times that I have been in a situation where I was getting to know someone and we were doing the fooling around, things were getting sexual, but like sex was not on the table for me. I went into that situation knowing my boundaries and what I didn't want to do, which was I didn't want to have sex or I, let's say I didn't want anything to like, I didn't want my pants to be taken off or whatever, whatever my boundary was. Walking into that situation, I knew what I didn't want to happen, okay? And then when you're in bed, hormones take over. That's just like an evolutionary practice. And so your hormones are going to have a totally different agenda than your actual resting neutral baseline, okay? So let's take a look at this. You're going to make your best judgments for you when you are not aroused, okay? So when you are not aroused and you're thinking about this girl is going to come over tonight and, um, she is like, we're going to like, we've been making out a lot and things are going to kind of get a bit sexual, but I know that I don't want her fingers going at me. Or like, if you've got a guy coming over and you're like, yeah, fingers are okay. Oral's okay. But I don't want to have like actual penetrative sex. I don't want anything going at me. You've made your choice. That's your choice. Okay. And then when situation happens and hormones are blood, everything's fucking hot. You like obviously your body wants to have that really awesome feeling at times. 
it does not mean that you want to have sex. And I think that's really hard for the other gender, like the, the you know, the, the male gender to understand that because, um, and I, I don't know why I shouldn't have said because cause I have no fucking idea why, but, um, she, just because she's having a really good time and just because she's like, Oh, it's so hot. And like, Oh, like I wish you were in me, but I don't like, I'm not ready for that. She can still wish you were in her, but not be ready for it. I don't fucking understand this fucking thing here where you're like, well, I'll convince you or like, just wait and you'll really want me like, no, no, you're so what you're so basic. Like your thinking is so basic that you're telling me that the longer you work on her, the more she's going to want to have sex. That's just how bodies work. Her body wants to have those sensations. It doesn't mean that she wants to. Okay. Like you wouldn't have been able to convince her to have sex if you were sitting across the table from her when no one was aroused because she knows she doesn't want to and she's not in a threatened position. But then when you have her in bed and now she's dealing with hormones and everything and she keeps saying, listen, no, no, I want to keep them on. I want to keep them on. Or she keeps pushing your hand away or like, no, I'm kind of being like, you know, like flirtatious, but being baby, like, no, that's a fucking no. Or she keeps like kind of like pulling away from you. She's not being coy. She's saying no in all of the ways that she's trying to say no. So you're like, oh, I can convince you. You can convince. No, you're not convinced. This is not, we're not on, you know, this is not debate class. You are not convincing someone to have, how fucking shitty are you to be like, oh, I'm going to convince you. Well, I'm sorry. If she doesn't want to have sex with you, like I think it's really pathetic that you have to convince her. It means you haven't done all of the work that's needed in making her feel safe and loved and cared for and invested in her. Even if this is a hookup, um, you haven't done that enough on your um, non-horny baseline to make her want it on her non-horny baseline because she has already made the choice before whether she wants to have sex or not. So she wants to have sex. It's gonna, she's gonna be taking your pants off. She's gonna be having like the full end cues. But if she's saying no, or you've had a conversation and, and you know, she, you know, beforehand, like, hey, I just wanna keep my pants on, like, you know, and you're just taking it one step further and one step further, or like, how about now? How about now? It's like, really? You don't have any control over yourself that you gotta keep taking her to the edge of an actual um, evolutionary instinct to, pro- to, to procreate. Um, that's how far you have to take someone. And like, meanwhile, she has to deal with, um, the fragility of man with sex and the ego. Your egos are so tied up in sex, men. Like you, we can't even say like, no, I don't want it. Cause then you're like, oh, you don't want me. And then we got to take care of you. I need you to start working on your fucking selves because I'm so done with this. And yeah, you know what? I don't sound professional right now because, um, I, I deal with this so often. You have no fucking clue how much I work with 
people who oh there's my dog uh with people who have sexual abuse in their background i'm not even gonna edit this out because this is my life this is daxel he's very excited we're seeing some people rollerblading by he's a wiener dog by the way so but where was i that was the point so yeah i don't sound very um very professional right now just because I I deal with this so much and I myself have sexual abuse in my history and I myself have had to deal with um a lot of partners who um like were not taking no for an answer and I had to find different ways to like really insist on my boundaries so um so let's talk about it if she kind of like if she's squirming away she doesn't want to have sex okay um, if she said no many times, but you're like, yeah, but I can convince you. She didn't ask for you to convince, to, to be, to convince her. She, uh, can I just like, can you lean in a little bit here? I'm going to like give you a minute. Lean in. Ready? She doesn't want to be convinced. She did not say at any point. That if she said no seven times, that on the eighth time, um, you could like convince a little harder and it would work. Now, if there's a fantasy of like, um, you know, bondage or a sexual assault fantasy, then you guys have already had that conversation ahead of time, okay? And you've had like very deep conversations and understood what limits there are um and all that okay right right so you've had the conversation uh, about that but like any other situation um there there's no convincing why do you wh- why like if you could answer that why do you think it's okay to convince someone who does not want to have sex with you isn't that kind of shitty that you have to convince someone to have sex with them like don't you think that's really fucking shitty yeah I thought so too. So let me give you an example. I was dating someone. He came over to my place for the very first time and we were like on the bed and we were making out. And he stops and he says, where is the limit? Like, where do you want me to stop? Because I need to know. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, good for him for stopping and asking that to be clear because that just takes the pressure off of me um, and I don't have to, like I can just relax and enjoy the entire experience and know that he knows my limits. So I don't have to like at some point be like, hey, no, no, that's enough. So I said to him, my limit is that I don't want my pants being taken off. My pants stay on the entire time. He goes, okay. I don't know if his hearing was bad or something. No, it's not. I'm kidding. Um, As we progressed, um, the limit didn't matter to him. And so he would like, it started off with him like playing around with kind of pulling my pants down a little bit. And I would like, I would like place my hands on his hands and kind of like tug them up. He goes, no, no, I'm not going to pull them down. I'm just like playing around. And I was like, um, okay, all right, fine. They're kind of like doing a little tantalizing stuff, but you know my limits and that's okay. So that's what I was thinking, right? And then 
we then things would change. We'd make out in different uh, positions, and he wouldn't have his hands, you know, there. And then, then it would happen again. But then slowly the pants would start to come down a little bit further, and I would do my thing and be like, hey, hey like, you know, and very like, you know, in a flirtatious, flirtatious way, be like, hey, like, you know, bring your hands back up here. Like, I'm not ready for that. And he's like, no, I, I know, I know. Like, you can trust me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, and then. Then the um, then the pants like my leggings. Then he started to like pull them. Like he turned me over, and then um, he quickly before I could even make any action, he play he pulled my um, pants down so that my butt was showing. But because I was on my stomach, it was above my crotch, right? So it was just my my butt showing, and I was like I wasn't comfortable with that. And, um, and so then I was like, Hey, and you know, I'm like trying to wiggle around and he's like keeping them off. And I'm like, Hey, you know, like, and like, look, I'm a sturdy girl. Okay. In a sturdy world. So like, if I needed to fucking punch you, I would, um, but I shouldn't have to. And so I like really yanked them up and I'm like, Hey, like, and I'm again, trying to keep it chill because I've had experience in the past with, um, male partners who you can hear bicycles out there. Hey, I just opened my door. Um, had experiences with male partners where like, again, the, they're like, they go completely soft as soon as you like, Hey, set a boundary. And that's just something we are all working with. Okay. And, um, so I've been really trying to figure this out and, you know, I was really confused because like we just, we meshed in so many other ways emotionally and, um, and so, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. And so eventually I would probably say like I probably made the hint maybe 12 times that I like the, the leggings need to stay up. And before I knew it, like my leggings were off. He did jujitsu. Um, and so he was really good with like moving me in different positions, which was, was hot. But then he used that to his own advantage where like, Somehow, before I knew I was being flipped, I was being flipped, and then my pants were off. And um, when I was like, hey, like, and he's like, no, like, um, like, I'm not going to, like, do anything. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to, like, I just, you know, like, I just want to see you. <laughs> like, I just, I, I made it very clear I wanted my pants to stay on, and and that wasn't just, like, for the representation of, like, oh, I don't want there to be any genital touching or you to like finger me or any penetration like I I really truly just like keep my fucking pants on um and then so I um I wear a lot of thongs I hate wearing um boxer briefs uh, I now wear walker actually which is amazing and um anyway so at that point I was wearing like a lot of thongs because I hated the um the, the seams and he was like you're wearing a thong and I'm like yeah and he goes you're telling me you're, you're telling me that you're wearing a thong but you didn't you you didn't plan on having your pants off to show me the thong I'm like I don't think like I don't think you understand like I've worn thongs every single day of my fucking life except on my period in every situation um and he was literally taking like clothing cues as to what was allowed versus what I actually said with my mouth. 
and uh, it came off. And um, I really struggled to say no and to like put up my limits. Um, and then my my issue is like we place boundaries up because we know that it's really hard to follow those boundaries when you get past a certain point in um, like when in in in, in partner time. Um, or, you know, like even just closeness time with a partner. And because we all know that it's really hard to like, once you get to a certain point, it's really hard to like back away. I'm not saying it's like, hey, as soon as, no, okay, hey, like down, we're done, we're good. But I just want everyone to understand that like, there is a reason why it's hard to back away because evolution has made it so because once upon a time we needed to procreate and um and so that's why we set limits because it's so hard it is so fucking hard to follow those limits once we get past a certain line and your job as a partner even if you're a one night stand is to help that other person who's part of this experience respect the boundaries um so you may be wondering what happened and um he and I like we didn't end up having sex but he certainly fingered me he certainly uh rubbed his genitals up against mine and after a certain point I just I I did it back and I was unhappy the entire time it's kind of hard because um you get to a point where you're like this person's not respecting my needs and I don't know how to get out of this um, I don't know how to like respectfully get out of it. I've lost my voice. I've frozen. And so many of us lose our voice be- because we've already used it enough, like more than enough. And it's not mattering. And we kind of like a blinder comes up and you just don't know what to do anymore. And, um, and sometimes it can be a scary situation where someone like will like really get angry this wasn't the case for me, but um, someone can get really angry. It can put you in more um, danger. Um, it can really, a lot can happen um, if you say it in a way that hits them wrong because of their egos. And so um, I want you to understand that. So, um, like with everything, I, I'm a really big um fan on pre-planning so sometimes if we haven't thought too much about the saying no aspect then um we can be really we feel really stuck in the moment and we don't know how to properly say it and we kind of lose control over our voice so one way to work this is to um prepare what you're gonna say um so the next time you want to say no or you don't feel comfortable write down a few phrases and then practice on your own how you're gonna say it so that when you get into that situation you already have that in your back pocket i'm not saying it it's not or it is gonna work i'm just trying to give some kind of help some kind of option so um pre-planning what you're gonna say um, so that like you already know like how you're going to say it, what kind of voice, what kind of um, tone, and you can have different levels of, you know, what, what is needed based on the experience. Um, you can pre-plan 
um, how you're going to have a conversation or how you're going to start those conversations. And I'm going to do that in a separate um, show just because I do want to keep it fairly, like, not as long. Um, so, um, but writing out, like, hey, I uh, just want to let you know, like, I don't want to um, – I don't want to go past this or like during your, oh babe, like you're so hot and so sexy. Like, like I'm not ready or like, I'm just like, I'm not comfortable just yet. Like, I hope you understand. Like you understand, like we have to find different ways to package it up because, um, y'all have not done your work, your emotional and, um, psychological work. And so there's a lot of pressure on us in having sex. And you can understand why we have such issues having orgasms and why we have so many mental blocks. It's because we have the weight of the world and responsibility just automatically um, placed on our shoulders. And that's not how it should be. So that's what I have to say today. Not every episode is going to end on like, um, you know, uh, you know, a complete idea um it's stuff that I want to talk about more and if you want to like share your experiences or have like like place in comments and you know, let other people know what they've gone uh, what that you've gone through this and that they can kind of create a community with you as well like through my Instagram or TikTok like please just keep setting that community up because we need to talk about this more and the more we become aware of it and share our experiences and get on our soapboxes and be like, fuck you, get, like, get control over your life and your actions, get control over yourself, then the more they are going to understand what's going on and they're going to be forced to deal with it. So yeah, I'm, I think hopefully I've left off on a, um, a neutral point, but there are so many um, like nonverbal actions that say no, moving away, um, looking like off in the distance, like, you know, like not making eye contact. Um, what else? Yeah. Not making eye contact. Um, um, like pushing away, placing hand, like if you're, if she, if you're touching an area and she keeps bringing it back up in a sensual way somewhere else, she's making an effort to move that hand away so obviously your hand is not necessary there it's not wanted there it's not needed there okay so and then if you're confused you might want to do um something it's called um asking there you go all right i'm ending that thank you so much for joining me and i'll see you next week for the other episode love you all bye